the planet of Junior Brown in front of him. Junior loved the planet they had named for him. He should have known Mr. Poole and Buddy could make something he would have to love. Glazed in beige and black, the planet of Junior Brown was shaped in the soft, round contours of Junior Brown's own face. It was a stupendous mass in a brand new solar system and it claimed a powerful hold on a green, spinning earth. Earth had become the size of an agate, racing along in front of the boundless planet of Junior Brown. Junior Brown studied his planet, the sun, the earth, and the other spheres. Finally, he looked across space at the bald head of Mr. Poole and the hands of Buddy Clark cupped in a fixed applause. It couldn't happen, Junior said, shaking his head. That close? The earth wouldn't be nothing by now but a pockmark on the planet of Junior Brown. Mr. Poole had been watching Junior Brown watch his planet. He hoped the sad, fat boy realized how much work Big Buddy had put into the planet of Junior Brown. But maybe the huge, fat boy was only a selfish black boy, too heartsick at his own fate to reach out to touch the fate of another. No, you do what you can, thought Mr. Poole. You can't expect to save generosity. Like yourself, Mr. Poole said, suddenly speaking to Junior. Astronomers were amazed one morning to discover a new ten-planet solar system, right where the nine-planet one had been the morning before. Our Earth was a part of the new system, yet it was trapped in the orbit of a fantastic planet known as Junior Brown. Then how come the new planet already had a name when it was only just discovered? asked Junior. He had spoken as calmly as he could. He still didn't know whether there was a trick somewhere waiting for him. Why, it all happened on that morning, said Mr. Poole. This boy was there at the planetarium early that day looking through the telescope. When he saw what had happened up in space, he commenced to yell for the astronomers. Hey, looky here, he kept screaming. Pretty soon, the place was full of sleepy-eyed stargazers. They all knew the boy had no business being in the room where the great telescope was housed. What's your name, boy? One of them thought to say. The boy, he said, Junior Brown, Junior Brown, but looky here in the telescope. What's your name again? One absent-minded professor asked him. It's Junior Brown! It's Junior Brown! Looky here in the telescope! Well, Mr. Poole said, finally they did look through the telescope. One of them said, Jesus, Ralph, it really is Junior Brown! What the astronomers saw through their telescope, said Mr. Poole, changed their lives completely, and changed completely the whole order of things. However, The Astros were not men to blow their cool. They had a sense of humor. This might just stop the war for a while, one of them said. Another said, and stop the population explosion. And riots, the boy had said, getting into the swing of it, and poverty, and going to the Statue of Liberty every field trip day. After that, said Mr. Poole, Junior Brown was always welcome at the planetarium. The astronomers never caught what his name was, and never knew how they happened to call the amazing new planet Junior Brown. 
but they were glad to have a name for it right off like that. Now they wouldn't have to name it My Old Lady, which had been the suggestion of one graduate assistant. Ah, sure, man, Buddy Clark said, taking up the story from Mr. Poole. Buddy's voice was a soft, high purr. Those astronomers measured and experimented and even ate their meals looking through that telescope. They had to admit that the ten-planet solar system, after about 50,000 years, was stable and up there to stay for the rest of time. In the feeble light of the miniature solar system, Big Buddy's hands flipped over, palms down. His hands crossed and slowly uncrossed, while in the room the planets slowed, into gliding, peaceful revolutions. There were three speeds to Mr. Poole's and Buddy Clark's solar system, the same as there were to any decent record player.